Now, we're doing chapter Dalet, and I've reminded you what, remind you what had happened so far. The, they, they come across the Yarden, and the purpose of what was going to happen is to, to enable, first of all, to get the Goyim absolutely scared stiff, and also to get the Yidden to accept the Moshe that, although they've lost Moshe Rabbeinu, this Yeshua is also, uh, can achieve miracles. Yes. Which is what they're going to see here. And what had happened was that as soon as the moment, the, the actual moment, the instant that the feet of the Kayanim, who were carrying the Oran, went into the waters of the Yarden, that was the moment when the Yarden stopped going downhill, but started going up. It was going up in a pillar. Waters were going up. And this was something which was, which clearly is a miracle. And clearly, and well, not really. Well, yes and no. Nachshamin and Olaf according to the Medrash went right in until the water was over his head. He said, "Bo my nachshamish." I mean, that was you know they were, they were told go in the water, and they went. They went up to their knees. They went up to their waist. They went up to their chest, and then they went up over their over them. I mean, they were told go, and they went. You know, like lemmings, you might have said, into their death. But uh, here, they were just told, put their feet in. You know, that was quite safe. They just put, but the moment their feet went in, that was the... And, and, and according to Wampshire, we had the 12 people who were watching to see this happen that instant that he went in, which would be, which would be a, a proof of the, ne- of the nest. And then the, um, the colleagues tried to go through on the dry land, and then we'd be told about stones, and I mentioned a bit of time last week, Vaisha Rashi in Chumish, who talks about three <coughs> sets of stones. But we only know, see here in the Psukim so far, two sets of stones. One set of stone which was taken out from the Yarden, either underneath the feet, so somehow they sort of lifted themselves up when the stones were taken underneath them, or it may be nearby. And these stones, we were told by Rashi, were taken all the way to to Haravel. So even though Haravel, the story of Haravel is a later chapter, we said, nevertheless, all is going to happen, and I'll talk about it, come back to this a bit later on. And then, Yeshua also commanded that they should bring up a new, a second pair of stones. And, they, and these should be put at the place where the waters had actually started moving up. There's a place where the feet of the Koenig were. And this may, according to the Radak, was not in the Chumish at all. This was something Yeshua decided. We want now to have a, a memorial to, to this great event. I mean, after the stones are going to be taken <coughs> somewhere else, they're going to end up at Gilgal. So if you go to Gilgal, you'll see there was something in Yardin, but you might as well make a sign in Yardin itself. Yes. As a, as a sign. And he says, although it must be anything which Abishta, which uh, Novi does, I mean, our stam is commanded by the Abishta, but it wasn't in the Chumish. According to Rashi, definitely, this was in the Chumish, a clear to make something in the right place. Yeah. So, so that's the positive test. In the time, Esra Avonim, Hakim Yeshua, the Teicha Yardin, Tachas Matzav, Ragya Kahanim, Nosei Oroim, Abris, the Yusham, Adayem Azer. Yes, we did do this, I remember, because we talked about Adayem Azer. There's a bit of a problem here. 
because Rashi, the Jack is saying there's some, it's a cloud goggle in, in Divine Nevi'im, he says, we did it, didn't we? No, no, no. It means absolutely forever. These stones were here, and I showed a steer in the, in the Metsilus himself, because in Shemuel, when he, in Melochim, when he finds the phrase, he says, until where, where it was written, the piece of Nach was written. But as it may, here he says we Adayomazer uh, means means forever. There are these stones there, presumably somewhere or other, if you saw them. And um, yeah, and these these stones. And my problem was it can't be under the flood waters. It must be. It was a point where the the Kearney put their feet in. This must be, I suggested, dry land, which would normally be dry land. And it was only when the fl- the river was flooded it went over to this point over here. So then they could put the stones there. So <coughs> even when it does flood, you still have got stones sticking up. Yeah, that was important. And then we got Pozzagird. They stood there. I remember now I did this as well last time, didn't I? But that's when he made the dictate. Going to Rashi, he actually told them that you, you're only going into Israel on, on condition you get rid of the Goyim who are living in it, otherwise they will be marshaled you. <coughs> and then the Oren Hashem and the Kernim went before the people. Now, Poshup shots on this would be like this that the Oren Hashem had either, well, there's two possibilities, but either of them are, are Poshup shots. And as the Vedak is saying, Poshup shot either way. One Poshup shot would be they went, the Kernim went into the water on the east bank of the Yarden. Everybody went, crossed over to the west bank and went on to dry land. And now it says, and then the Oven Hashem went and <coughs> ended up now in front of everybody else. That's what you would have thought. shut, And the water didn't go back until they came out. Alternatively, when they first went, the Oven Hashem went in on the east bank, it itself walked as it were was taken across to the west bank so now he's on the west bank then people passed them because you needed them in the in in the yard and dry land in order to carry the miracle continue to continue the water going higher and higher and higher so but when everybody had now passed over so the oran was now once again put in front of the people Now, but we'll see, Rashi has a different chart, which we'll get to in a few moments. Vayavu b'nei Reuven b'nei God, l'chansi chevet ha-menashe, chamushim l'fnei b'nei Yisrael. And in front of Klad Yisrael went b'nei Reuven b'nei God, because chansi chevet ha-menashe, because they had taken upon themselves to fight for the West Bank, as you saw proper, even though they were going to stay in the East Bank, Originally, the Chumash were only talking about Reuven and God, but in the meantime, Chatsi Shemanash had also decided we'd also like to be on the East, as we were told in Chumash, as we were told at the same time. Yeah, and they, they chose as well. They took over the land of of Sichem and Hoimori. Sorry, they took over the land of Oigm and Abotan. And in which case, they uh, they also, therefore, had the same duty. But we're then told, Kashi Tibele Moshe, Karaboim Elef Chalutsi Tsova. 
something around 40,000. That's the plains of Yericho, which is on the west side of the river, the river Yarden. Now here is a small problem that there must have been far more than 40,000 if you take the people of God and Uven, Chatsi, Shevet, Menashe you've got a lot more if you look in your in, in Bemidbar um, when it would be given numbers so we must say that although <coughs> the whole of Uven and God and Chatsi, Shevet, Menashe promised to go over in the, in the event not that some people I guess, yes, were, were, were opted out but they, they chose the people who were more fit because it does he say Chalutse Tzova which means actual people can fight. I mean, the fact that you were between 20 and 60 means you were liable to have conscription and call up. Uh-huh. But many people were called up, particularly Yidden, when they were called up to armies of the Russians or whatever, discover their, their, their discussions, <laughs> whatever, in one way or another. So the, uh, and it may be they only genuine in, um, inability to, to, to fight. So we've only got 40,000. Yeah, on that day, Gidel Hashem is Yeshua, Vayine Kol Yisrael. Hashem made Yeshua great in the eyes of Yisrael, Vayuosai, and they feared him. Yashayor is Moshe Kol So long as Yeshua was alive, he was the man. He was the man who split the yard in force and did all these miracles. And now we're told something which, according to the Radak and the way I explained it in the previous Posik is of no great miracle at all and that's why the Posik Yudalad says they feared him at that point because what's going to happen next is just really history story what happened but according to Rashi it's going to be the biggest miracle of all Hashem now told Yeshua let them go up so although we were told in Yud Aleph that the people that the Kearney went um, got up after the people well <coughs> now we're told a bit more of the detail that they waited there until they had some actual command and they, they stayed in the water until they were told get out and until then they waited there and they were told the Yalu Min Hayarden because everybody had gone over, and they came up from the Yarden. Hashem told him, "Tell them to get up." So he tells them, Min Hayarden, get up from from the Yarden." And it was as the Kernim carrying the Oran of Hashem came up from the Yarden. Nitku Kapos. And it's the moment when the feet of the, the, the soles of the feet of the Kohenim hit the dry land. And the waters of the Yarden came back to the place. And once again it overflowed on its. That's the, uh, the heat, the, the soul. Half what? Or the heels, yeah. What, what about the heels? What, when they went out as, soon no, as soon as the, <coughs> as soon as their heels went on dry land. Yes. That's the water moment the waters came back. Uh-huh, Let me just point out one small thing, which is, before I go back to this, this problem of Rashi, Machlokas Rashi and Radak, that, um, you've got this water going higher and higher and higher. And we've said 
this must have taken a, a period of time. You've got a couple of million people. Well, even if they went, if they went one by one, certainly it's going to take time. Even if they went through Yud Base Mill, with a distance of Yud Base Mill, Yud Base Mill by Yud Base Mill, there's a long, you know, you can, if people are going to travel a distance of Yud Base Mill, which is equivalent to four, uh, of three, um, of three miles, three, um, a mill is normally the Roman miles, yeah. so you're talking about um, six, six, um, so that's, sorry, that's 12 kilometers, 12 kilometers, so you're talking about something like five eighths of kilometers, something like six miles, yeah? yeah. You're talking about a fair, you know, it's going to take them time to, to do this. All this took a long time, though we said they went fast, either because they were respectful to the hour that was waiting, or because they were a bit scared that they see this water going higher and higher, higher. We had these two chances, one way or another, what? Just opposite. So having up the water coming down. Yes, I said it could be maybe they were afraid of the water coming up there for Maru. Or ma- it, it depends, no doubt, that Sadiqim were worried about the Kovach Shemaim. And the other people were looking, looking at there on this side, higher and higher. And they think, oh dear, we better get out of here quick. One way or another, they'd gone fast as they could, but nevertheless, you're dealing with a large number of people, their children with babies and children. How fast could it have been? It must have taken a, a fair degree of time. And all this time the water is going down and going higher and higher and higher and higher. It's a massive thing. We'll see how high it is in a, in a, in a bit later. What is the translation of the word Kudoso? Over its banks. Over what? Over its, its banks. banks. Over the side of the... Ah, it's, it's normally you've got a river and it yeah. sticks within its banks. But, but it's overflowing, yeah. We've seen the pictures of the floods in England, yeah. yeah. So it's just this sort of thing, the floods. But... Um, but obviously there is a, a certain point when it stops here, which is where the dry land, once they got to the dry land, then the, the water stopped. So, um, what I want to say, so how did the water, so the water's going higher and higher and higher. Now, if you just say, right, back then, it's all going to splosh down in one great big blosh, yeah? And if that happens, there's going to be a massive blosh, and it would have, it would have, it would have gone all, all, all sides, yeah? So obviously what, what happened here was it was actually went by your shuvu is the word which the Matsudas is Madaik. It didn't collapse down, but it went down. It sort of very benachas. Now it's, which means either if the water's going up like this, it just, and of course the water in the, <coughs> having gone further down is dry land between here and the Yamsuk and the Yamamelech. So either it just sort of went down like that, filling up all the space and into the Yamamelech beyond if there was water going up even higher yeah but in a very relaxed way or very gently waters began to sort of filter in through so it was it, otherwise it would have uh, caused a bit of havoc to these poor Yiddin they would have got wet at least yeah now so according to the Radak then what I said before it's a relatively simple story the Oran either had previously been on the East Bank, waited for everybody, then crossed over to the West Bank, came out, after, and all after they'd been told to do that, fine, or the Oran was, was, had already initially gone to the West Bank, and he just merely went out. But Rashi has got a new, a different derech. Let's do Rashi. Vahikash Tom Kolom La'ava. Who's positive? Who's this wasn't the same way as the Yidden did. Backward. 
to the dry land al hasofa to the side that they had come from now if you remember I kept on saying that Rashi's shita is they were not told the Kohen to go across the dry bank they were just told to go into the water when they went into the water the water went up high and they stayed where they were now Rashi says they were told to go back that means they go back on the east bank of the Yarden and then what happens is the Yarden goes back which is a bit unfortunate because you've got the whole of Kalisor now on the west bank and you've got the the Kayanim holding the Oran on the east bank and the, the river back again in between them yes. yeah according to that's not happened I mean they've, they've gone out to the west bank and then the waters came down but according to Russia if Russia says they went back to the west bank to the to the east bank as the, as the Posik says Vayalu Menayaran just go back so yeah, they, they 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 just went they just went back they didn't go go across let's go on with this Rashi Shehoyoim Dimetso which is exact which is next to where they were V'chosu Hamayim Lachareim waters went back Leilek Ismael Shimshon as before Nimso Aron V'neiso Abitzadzeh the Oran and his carriers were on one side that is the east bank V'chod Yisrael Abitzadzeh and the whole of Kali Yisrael is on the west bank then Nosa Oran is Neiso V'ovar and then somehow the Oran picked itself up and sort of flew over the waters. It flew over the waters. Let's carry on with Rashi, which is, which is going to explain it, and then we'll see the problem. This is more detail of what we saw before, because we were told in Pozuk, um, Pozuk Yud, the Oran went and now we're told more about the details because Rashi's never worried about this this Rashi is consi- consistently has this shitter in Chumash that, that we um, sometimes we're told briefly a story and then much later we're given more details of the self same story though this is a bit extreme because you've only got one person first and then you've only got a few people to give now so one can't quite see why this great mess and this couldn't be mentioned before but still Rashi's saying that is more de- more debate more told out now. Can we just go to some of the How did it happen? How did they end up in front of the people? For now Rashi wants to prove this. How can you prove such a such a strange thing? In relation to all the people, we always kept on being told Vayavu. They went over. We had this in relation to the stones. Every time we're told Vayava. If you go back to, for example, to Posuk Gimel, it says there, Vahavatem Oison, that's the stones, bring them across. Right the way through. Um, Posuk Ches, Vayavum Imon, they went across. That's the normal word you'd use for crossing a river, is Ovar. And now we're told here, Vayalu, they came up from the Yadav. Didn't say they crossed over. They they came up. They went on to it. And don't think that they were already on the west side, as the Redux suggests. And therefore, when you go up, you merely go up from the bank onto the well, onto the, from the river onto the further dry land or, or the bank. And therefore, it's appropriate to use the word Allah. 
can't say that. When the feet of the Kayanim touched into the water, from there, there it says that the Kayanim stayed. The rest of the Yidden passed by. So therefore they must have stayed on the east bank. And on just the beginning of the water of the east bank. Now they're told Vayalu must mean they went backward onto the onto the dry land behind them and if so how did they cross so it must mean that sometimes somehow they managed to went go over by divine sort of turn them into the helicopters or, or batmans or I don't know my commentary <coughs> indicates that verses Yud A to Yud Zion came before uh, verse Yud that's what Rashi is saying uh-huh. or, 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 or I don't know if you're saying you would out no, before so much as it's explaining what happened in Yudalf. Well, verses obviously precede verse eleven. Does Rashi say precede? I mean, in one way it's precede because according to Rashi, Vayava in Yudalf actually means how they moved over. They, they they crossed over in the air, and later, whereas in Posik, these Sukkim is talking about how they merely got themselves out of the water by going backward. Could be, yeah, okay. I well understood Rashi is saying. And it says, yet it is natural to repeat him the command to the priests to go up from the Jordan, because verse 18 tells how when they did so, the Jordan resumed its flow. Mm. So he's saying that, that those verses preceded 11, and then you've got not a problem at all. Well, except the order. Except yeah, the order. Exactly, yeah. um, what does what Rashi say here? You see, Perhaps I was confused by Posik Tezayim in Rashi, where she says, Can't perish a Kosov Esa Omelamala. Here it explains what was said above. So I understood it as explanation, but I can see what really looking, what, what he's saying. That really what we're talking here is something which would have happened prior to it. Okay. So let's over Posik Yerches, Nitku Kapas Ragdekahani, Minamayim, Elechorova, Shetson. Um, sorry, did we, did we, yeah, did we do that? No, 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 no. Minamai Melachorova, the, the, they went into dry land, Shetzlov, which was next to them, that's the east bank. By Yeshua then the waters went back. Nimsa Ora Mitzanzer, Yisrael Mitzanzer, which is what he said before. Nosa Ora Nisnesov, Vaova, Vaadovozer, Nenash, Uzo, Kershachas Baal. So therefore, Uzzah, when he thought that the Oren Hashem was falling off the wagon and he put his hand up to, to hold it, committed a sin. If the Oren can actually hold the people who are holding it, because of course, if the Oren went over the water, what happened to those Kayanim Nebuch, who until then had been thinking they were holding it up? But I mean, obviously they were, <laughs> they were sort of fighting themselves. <laughs> yeah, they were being lift, lifted as well. So the Oren is Nosov, Nosov, and uh, I mean, this is of course this great religious idea that the Torah supports the people who are learning Torah. You know, this is uh, the Radak, however, is all worried about this. He's saying, you know, I think this is uh, saying why you have to stick in another miracle. I mean, it's uh, it, it, I mean, it doesn't seem to you know a miracle like that ought to be specified a bit more than than it's here. And um, why do we need such a miracle? It's all very sensible, but he comes out with. An interesting phrase at the very end, if you've got, it's the last, if you've got the Yuradak, it's the last few words before Posit Yud Gimel. 
he says having said I don't know why you need all of this you can simply learn Poshet like me that he says the Hamesha Omru that they that is a Chomim who told us it was Rashi is quoting a Gemara Yodu Masha Omru they knew what they were talking about they know more than we know so having spent a, a long long time and many many words saying you don't need any such nest I don't see any nest <laughs> why was there any nest he proceeds to say well if that's what Chazal say so so be it and that's what and um, because Rashi did have some indications here in the positive in the word by Yalu good um, I'm not I was, you know, sometimes I've got a bit, I'm a bit cynic, and I'm just wondering whether the Reduk, when he started writing Yeshua, which would be one of the first things he wrote, adopted this approach, but as he got increasingly into writing, whether he got a bit less acceptance of authority, because we have met the Reduk when we were learning uh, Malachim, in Shmuel, and certainly with Malachim, when he's quite happy to say, well, Chazal say that, but that, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, 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 often says that in Chumash. Yeah, that's what the uh, Medrash says. Yeah, it says it, but. Uh, yeah, but Rashi doesn't argue with the reality of the, of the Medrash. I don't think you, f- you, you'll have to bring me a proof, a case, where Rashi actually brings a Medrash which is so the Pshat, and he said, which is inconsistent with the Pshat. And he says both are true. And, and then he says, well, the major says. With, with, for example, we had, let me give you one illustration. I mean, just sticks close me. We had a, a case of, um, Dovi's wife, Michal, had been given over to Palti bin Laish by Shaul, yeah, as a wife. And Chazal say that Palti bin Laish never had relations with her for many years. And the, the Redak said, no, 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 no. They must have been living together as husband and wife because you signed later on. He was crying when he lost her. He was miserable when he, when eventually she was taken away from him, given back to David, and further, and um, and um, and and uh, the idea that he, which Rashi says from Chazal, he was crying that he'd lost his mitzvah of keeping away from an Ish, it doesn't sound too reasonable. Normally, when you when you lose, when you've been having, having a temptation of doing a real aveira for many years, and now Bar Hashem, this temptation to be taken away, you'd be a happy man. You you succeeded in in in, in standing up to the test. So he's not very happy with the Chazal. He's saying, And he doesn't say anything there about, well, that's what they say, that's, that must be it. So I'm not sure, maybe, but maybe not, I don't know, that's just be me, maybe being, being cynical. Right, so, posit your test. The people had come up from the river, or came up from the river. It was on the 10th, the 10th of Nisan. And this is, this is the crucial date, which, this, this is how we previously showed the Moshe Rabbeinu died on Zion order. All of this is based on this idea here that it was on the 10th of the Chaydash. Vayachanu ba Gilgal, and they camped in Gilgal. Bigtay Mizrach Yericho, which is at the end of the east of Yericho. Yeah, so as we've pointed out, there's not much space between the Yarden and Yericho, if you've ever seen Yericho. I know to an old Yericho, not new Yericho, but old Yericho was also beside the river Yarden. I mean, this would be natural, wouldn't it? If you want a place near to the river, don't you? All, all cities are near the river. So, um, so, uh, there's, this is some place between the river Yarden and, 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 and the camp. 
and that gave us this problem which which Mbashi mentioned before and which the Gak is talking about now the Chazal tell us that it was the self same day but over which I quoted from Chumash last week but over when you cross over the Yarden it says on that day now we could have said that day but the it means, it means simply around that time but, but, but the Gemara takes in sight it assumes that it's literal that's what Rashi therefore assumes as well that that self same day they took out these stones took all these stones up to Ha'evol and they made a Mizbeach Hashem Alekecha then and they had all this whole procedure with the, the Kainim and the Levim and the you know the brachas, the olives, and the brachas. All of that happened on the self same day, and then they went all the way back to Gilgal to put these stones back in to put in Gilgal. So it's, it's a, quite a diversion. It's a diversion, in fact, of of sixty mil. We're told it's a sixty mil diversion. So once again, that's about um, sixty mil, sixty kilometers, five eighths in it, kilometers, five eighths of a mile. Am I right? So you're talking about. 40, uh, 40 something miles or 35 miles uh, and it both ways in one day having crossed over the Arden which also took time so therefore this is certainly as the Rashi says as the Duck says this must be an S you know this is a an open miracle that they managed to go all their way across and, and came back on the same day so then and these twelve self-same stones which they took to Harevel made a Mizbeah from it then after and then it has to be still causes they couldn't cut it and then they cut it down and they wrote and also they had to write on it all the words yeah. the it was a big job and they left them now in Gilgal they put it up or they put them up in Gilgal Hakim they said he set it up and I said last time I don't know how it was set up was it set up as a as a sort of one on, piled on top of each other or were they just next to each other or were they sort of like a stonehenge with ones on top basement and he said to me when your children will say to you what are these stones what are these what's it all about you shall tell your children saying by Yabosha on dry land, over Yisroel's Yarden Azer, because this next Gilgal is next to Yarden. So on dry land, Karl Yisroel, this Yarden, this great, this river, you can see, we crossed over it on dry land, and this is the memorial to show to show that we did it. It continues, Asherayvish Hashem Elokechem, this Meha Yarden Yisroelchem, that the the, um, the the God made dry the waters of the Yarden in front of them add over him until they'd crossed over and that's remember the Rabag points out the extraness it, it started when they put their feet in went and finished exactly when the last went, went out that's when they were told to so it was dependent upon people it wasn't a fixed amount of time and it's the same thing as happened in Yamsuf and it may be, of course, the Yidden, in, in, you know, so I couldn't go back to see Yamsuf, but it's made real the existence of Yamsuf. Because you say, look, it happened here, this happened, to, and that's why we stuck up this, this, and it happened as well somewhere else called Yamsuf, which is a, a fair way away. The man does call Ameh Ho'oretz, it's Yad Hashem, and Hashem did this in order to show the people how strong the Abishta was. That is to say, 
as I pointed out, the, 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 one of the aims of all this was to get the Goyim scared. They wouldn't know anything about the, the feet of the Koyanim, and they wouldn't know anything about it going over the water. They might not have seen that. But they certainly did see the waters going highly up high, 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 and that sort of got them a bit, would get them absolutely scared. And the man, you also, and as we said, for the Rabbis, why he did it by day. There are many ways Kaisal could have crossed over without getting the Goyim afraid. Yeah? Like the river could have been made to, to go, to go, you know, to dribbling. It all would have looked very tevedic. But nevertheless, it was made to go in, in a time when the, the waters were overflowing and it went up all high, all to show a miracle to the Goyim. The man, you also, as Hashem and also that you should fear God. So it's had a function for the Goyim and also a function for the Yidden, who's seen even more of the miracles which happened at that time. And as we saw before, on Prophet Yudalad, that that made Kali soil fear, fear Hashem. Now, I'll just do one more posuk. Uh, you may think, why am I doing one posuk in chapter Hay? Because after all, chapter Hay is chapter Hay. We just do chapter Dalad. And the answer is, this is the Goyim causing sorrows to us. Chapter headings were made by the Goyim. Goodness knows why they chose to put posuk Aleph as the beginning of chapter with posuk Base. Uh, posuk Base is going to start the whole issue of, of doing Brismila. And it's got nothing to do with the Yarden. And Posik Aleph is clearly part of the previous story. And the Galof, Galochim therefore mucked up. Uh, I don't know why they didn't. But I, I'm not, I'm not, not going to try to forever <laughs> any longer as to why they did all And then all the kings of the Emori who were on the Eva Hayarden, Yoma, that means to the west, that means the west side of the river Yarden yes. apparently the Emori lived near to the river Yarden and the Knanim who lived by the coast when they heard when they heard how the, the water Yarden were dried up um, until we passed over their, their hearts duly melted now, of course, this, it, it means it literally never uh, spirit, but it means somebody who's depressed breathes slowly. He, he, he doesn't breathe, you know, he's a, you haven't got spirit in you. Yeah, you haven't got spirit. Their spirits were broken. Of course, many of them would have seen the high water going up. And those who didn't were, would have been told about it. We are, you know, it was clearly noticed by so many thousands or tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Goyim who'd seen the water going up high, high, high and therefore they, it, it, it shocked them all so the aim in Posa Kavdalad to get all the Goyim scared was duly achieved in Posa in Posa for chapter chapter Hay now <clears throat> there was something which um, I want a small thing I wanted to comment on that this is the second time we've had a drosha in relation to children. The first drosha was um, is, um, that was in chat. That was in Pozovov. The mantia ois zeis ois ben bekirbechem ki yisholim benechem mochalema mohu avonim hoayle lochem vahamartim lohem shenichusu etc. But the difference is, the Malkin points out, the previous the impossible vov, it said that your children, 
Why what what's it for you? What's your purpose in that is you daddy told me you went over the yarden. So what do we need it for? So he said so the answer is that it will be that the Mipnei Oran Bris Hashem that the all the whole miracle occurred only with the for the for the sake of the Oran Hashem. Whereas here, when it talks about their fathers so it's not, it's not you in Posuk if you go back in, in Posuk in Posuk Vov is talking to the people who actually crossed over the Yarden and says when your children will ask you and you tell them then so they say daddy so what's you know you told us all about it you know what's ah it was all to do with the Oran Hashem the Oran Hashem when it went in the water stopped and when it went out the water came back and then it flew over I can't say yeah, it's the Oran Hashem but when you're talking to impulsive Kav base there it says so Kafal of their fathers not you anymore that is we're talking about thousands hundreds of years later it's Avaisom. It's a Vusidus for Amasa, and it doesn't say Lochem. It just said Moha Avoni Moha. What? 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 What are these stones about? Oh, Echom Nishkuzuk the Masa. You know, you can imagine you take your children out for a trip, up to up to uh, Gilgal to show them the stones, and they don't. You don't tell them the secret. And they see these stones. Oh, look, these stones. How do they get? Them? What's these stones? And then you tell them Kinderlach. This is the story of the stones. Yeah. Right, that's the. Um, is there anything else I want to say? Now, the 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 Ralbag asked. Uh, by the way, once very petty, small thing, impulsive Aleph here, which talks about Ad of Reino until we passed over. All the way the other time it was talking in terms of until you passed over, and it Ad of of the Chem because it's talking about what happened and here it's talking about until we passed over is the, is the writer of this which is which is Yumia who's right until we the Jewish people passed over it's just, just I'm just I guess you had this grammatical problem the Rabbag asked an interesting question he said why were the stones stuck up in Gilgal why weren't they put together with the Oran now initially they were because the Oran Hashem was or rather the Mishkan was put in Gilgal they in fact stayed now in this place Gilgal for a bit of time they crossed over on Yud, on, Yud, on, on, on the 10th they then were going to make a Korban Pesach on the 14th they were going to shaft it they ate the Korban Pesach on the 15th so they and they, they and they spent a bit you know so they spent a bit of time in Gilgal and even then they went they went off to Yericho to capture Yericho they left the they, they left the Mishkan in Gilgal yeah so the Mishkan now is going to stay in Gilgal for a long time until it was moved over to, to Shiloh. So um, he's asking. So initially the stones were in front of Gilgal together with the Mishkan, but when they eventually moved the Mishkan to Gilgal to um, Shiloh, they left the stones in Gilgal, as it says here. The stones will always be here. You'll come along with your children and see them. So he asked the question, the Ralbach asked the questions, why didn't they take the stones together with the Mishkan? Like the same way that they took the Matzah Aaron, and like they took the Tantanes Mon, 
why didn't they also take the, the, the stones? So people would come into the Mishkan and they would see the Matara, they see the, the, the Mon, and they'd also see these stones. You know, why didn't they take it away? So he gives two, a couple, number of reasons. One is, soft Kasov, we want to make a fillet between the, between Moshe Rabbeinu and Clarice and Yeshua. Moshe Rabbeinu's nissing with the, with the, uh, the Matearon, Santenis Mon, these were some things which were, say they were these were the great things which we want to remember, Moshe Rabbeinu's achievements. Yeshua, soft Kasov, it's enough that you remember it in the place where it occurred, or nearby the place where it occurred. But then he makes another point, which I, I think I, I was, I was ne- never thought of until I, until I saw it here. The miracle of the, of the, of the stones was a once-off miracle. The stones themselves were a merely a means of remembering a miracle. But they weren't continuing a miracle. These were now stones which were a monument. Like the cenotaph is a, mi- a monument to the people who died in the war. There's nothing special about, the, about it except it's a monument. On the other hand, the Mataharan, which had these things which grew out of it, remained the way it did. That is, you still had the leaves, and you still had these little almonds, or these almonds, and they hadn't fallen off. I mean, you know, things don't, wood with things on it don't stay. It should have, of all these years, it should have come off. And it didn't. In the same way, the Santana's Mon, the Mon normally went bad every, every day. So it should have gone bad. Continual miracle, and the, the uh, Mataharan was a continual miracle, and therefore they were put <coughs> with the Orion, which is also showing continual miracles of the Abishta. Whereas the Gilgal, the stones, it just shows that once there was this great big miracle, but then there's no Chidush anymore in the stones. Right. So now we're doing Pulsar Base, which is talking about these, this, um, the, 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 the at this time, Omar Hashem el Yeshua, Haseva Kho Chavos Sur. Now, it's a famous Haftar. It's a famous Haftar. Now, it could be Chavos Surim, could be sharp knives. Chavos knives could be knives, and Surim could mean sharp. And we find elsewhere the word Tsur can sometimes mean, and uh, Rush is going to be in what cases, where the word Tsur can mean sharp. What? what to make sharp knives. What expression is used with Abraham? Do we say it? No. The only one I know is, is, uh, is, is, is someone else. It's Sipora, and she just took a stone. So, in fact, another possibility is they took stones. Kavetsuim, stones which could be used as <coughs> flints, yeah. Stones which could be used as a 
And indeed, the halacha is you don't have to use a knife of mismila. You can equally well use a, a, a flint, a flint thing. But I can tell you, if you if you were to mow and pull out that, there would there would be a bit of a. What you like? I can't. I, I, there's a there's, there's two translations here. Is either sharp knives, or it was stones which were able which were able to be like a sword, sharp sharp sword. There's even a medrash, and Mr. I'm sure Mr. Zanger should be remembered. This is, he's, he's, he's good on these sort of midrashim. That it was only after a nest was done with metal that Kalisol adopted knives, because nowadays we invariably use knives. The Rambam says Minigi soil to use knives, or they says caution with anything which is sharp. And it's because of the, the, the when David threw the sling, and he hit the. The, the forehead of 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 Goliath, ah, there was met, he had a metal protection. He shouldn't have gone into his head. And somehow the Amish today <coughs> miracle with the with this with the uh, with the metal that it went right that the metal moved away. And Amish just said that will be for so therefore in future metal should be used for uh, for the uh, for 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 Brismila. Because of course the Goyim didn't have Brismila, so the chiddush between the Goyim and the Yid is, is the Brismila, the sign we're making ourselves avodim to Hashem. Yeah, we spoke about this at time. Sorry. This is a haftoyer. I don't know which way, which haftoyer it is. Is it? Is it one for Zippo? Don't know. Whatever it is, it's certainly a haftoyer. It's a familiar one. So this, um, so it could be they were using flints, and then, uh, or it could be they were using they were using knives. Could be both, which I'll come to in a moment. Vashuv moil es yisrael b'nei yisrael shemis. And now Mal Kali Soil a second time. Which he goes on to explain. Well, I think he's going, he's going to explain it later on if you so give him I'll mention it orally orally first, which will run out of time. Kali Soil that had Grismila in Mitzvah <coughs> as the Midrashim say, which is brought by the by the Dark. Kali Soil failed in Mitzvah to keep Grismila. And then he only carried it out on that day before they, uh, immediately before Korban Pesach, as the Pesach says, for successes, but that's referring to the idea that they had given up this Mila, as the Medrash says, when they, when Yosef died, they said, Nia Kagoyim, Hofu Bismila, you know, this was the sign given to Avomovinu, they stopped it. And they were over there And now they were told before Matan before, um, to get out of Mitzrayim, you have to show you have to get rid of the Avedah Zohar, Mishri Yedeichem in Avedah Zohar, Mishri Yedeichem in Mishri Yedeichem in Avedah Zohar, and the Kuh of Kaplachem Pesach Shel Mitzvah, I suppose it's Mishri Kuhulachem, so they had to stop the Avedah Zohar, take the Korban Pesach, shecht it, and also the Mal themselves, and all this they, they did before before they went out, so therefore they were all mulled, fine, but in the midbar, nobody had brismila. Now the Radak says actually it's not quite simple, because the Radak is going to say that they actually had brismila well when they were at Hasinai. But they didn't have brismila afterwards. And the reason, now, the poshut reason, not the reason Rashi's going to give, Rashi's as a side but the most poshut reason why they didn't have brismila in the desert is because they were constantly traveling. So long as they were in, 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 in Hasinai, they were, they were, yeah, yeah, but they, you never knew this. The, the, the punishment the Yidden had in the Midbar <coughs> you could never establish yourself as having a home 
because at any moment the thing could go up you've got to move boys yeah so you know you don't really unpack it's like you know you, you go, sometimes you go to, I don't know about you lot when, you, when I go to a holiday I don't necessarily I'm completely unpacked well, you know it's only three days here you're going to a place you don't know whether the next morning you're going to be moving again maybe you're going to be here for a week maybe a month as a pasukim say maybe years you don't know so you gradually start making yourself a bit sort of at home and then off we go you know that was the onus on the punishment which they had in the midbar they weren't established so in which case they could never do bris milah because we saw with Moshe Rabbeinu no complaint about Moshe Rabbeinu he didn't do bris milah of his son when he was on the journey Rashi says the sin was only when he actually got to the Morain he should have straight away Zizi Magdiba the Mitzvah should have done bris milah yeah that's what Rashi says sorry the Sakhana to move not only that, because I work with the I'm saying, I'm giving my poshapshah. My poshapshah, therefore, is travel is something you don't want to do for a child when he just had this meal. He needs to be treated. But don't forget, they didn't have antibiotics, and they didn't have, and therefore, the, the, and the, the, they, they wouldn't have known too much about sterilization. And um, they, they wouldn't have known much about kid children who uh, we, we know about children whose brothers have died. That means that there's, um, uh, what's it called? Um, Hemophilia. Hemophilia. So they wouldn't have known much about that. But therefore, there was dangers. As we said, is Brismino. Every time a person had his uh, Brismino on his son, he knew there was a chance of death. And nevertheless, we, we still do it. <coughs> over the generations, although there was a great risk. So therefore, and one of the things is, you don't do it if you're traveling. That's bad, bad for the baby. So therefore, so long as they were in a situation of moving around, Baderach, the Pesukim people talk about Baderach, they weren't going to do bris mila to their children. So the net result, you can't necessarily blame them, except for the fact that they caused it on themselves by sinning with the eagle. If they hadn't sinned with the eagle and the maraglim, yeah, there wouldn't have been this problem. Yeah, but because they'd sinned, therefore they would, they were now unable to do bris mila, and therefore bris mila had not been done apart uh, uh, during this period of time. And now they were going to be told, you've got to do bris mila because you're going to have a Korban Pesach. Now they only had one Korban Pesach in the Midbar, the very first year. Because then every child had, had had his bris. Either he had it when in Mitzrayim, or when they were now encamped at Hal Sinai. So they did bris mila on the children. They were there for a long time, they were making the Mishkan or whatever. So therefore then they did all did bris mila, and this was fine. But now they were in the, and the people had been travelling around. Milas benechem vavdechem is ma'akiv es ha'kom pesach. You're not allowed to hate the kom pesach. Even binus, you're not allowed if you haven't done your children. So nobody could offer a kom pesach. And they didn't have a kom pesach in the midbar. Now they've come to Eretz soil, It became a chiv. Could be in the midbar. There wouldn't be no chiv anyway. So maybe it's a mitzvah which might only in Eretz soil. But the matter they've now come into Eretz soil, and they're all now able. They're not going to be moving anymore substantially, I mean they could now set up camp for the women and children, so that in Gilgal, so that being so, they all have to have Brismila, because they're going to have a Korban Pesach, and they're going to a Korban Pesach without Brismila, and therefore this day Yudalad, they're already going to start I told you, they was, it was a busy day, they cross the Yarden they go to Maharevel they give them the clothes and the Buchas and they, uh, they, and they come all the way back to Gilgal, set up camp, and they all have, have, have their Brismila yeah, in order that uh, at least they start this meal, in order to get it to be able to have the Korban Pesach they also need Hazor because they're going to have to have uh, 
they're going to have the uh, the Watome. So they, and only if they did it on this day would they be able to have enough days before. It's always Shlishi Ushvi. So if this on the tenth was the at least the third day, then another four days they have a Hazor, and then they'd be able to have the Korban Pesach the next day. So it was. They, 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 were, they, were, they were quite busy. They were quite busy, right? So, uh, and we'll talk more about this. This is the part of the you, you you mentioned there's another Chazal which talks about the northern wind. And that, uh, that's, well, that's, we'll do it next week. You miss Hashem next week.